0: Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host, Dan Campana.
1: This is the ENA Podcast and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode and uh, if you're a frequent listener to the podcast, you know every once in a while we, we like to go outside the ED to find out uh, a little bit of, of what goes on uh, for ED nurses, uh, just minding their own business, uh, sometimes enjoying a meal, and, uh, and then the ED sort of beats them there and, and craziness ensues. So I've got, uh, today I got four nurses all collectively worked with Piedmont-Columbus Regional Northside Hospital in Columbus, Georgia uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, enjoying a little breakfast after a night shift, overnight shift. And, you know, the adrenaline of the ED just popped up on their doorstep. So I don't want to spoil too much, but I'm going to welcome in our four guests, Emma Zeitlin, Becky Sargent-Riggs, Cindy Koch, and Micah Musig-Montebel, who are four ED nurses uh, who have spent some time at Piedmont-Columbus Regional Northside. Welcome all to the ENA Podcast.
2: Hello, Hi. Hello.
1: thank you for having <laughs> us. So we're going to have a little bit of a, you know, it's gonna be a little of mishmash here. I wanna make sure I hear from all of you guys. Um, but uh, Becky, I'm gonna start with you. So you guys uh, are out to breakfast uh, on a Friday morning. Um, what, what was the reason why you guys were at breakfast? Was this a tradition or what was the, the celebration for, for this particular meal?
0: Oftentimes we'll decide occasionally after a shift, we'll just go have breakfast with each other, decompress from the night. But just so happened, it was my last full-time shift there. And Sydney, I love you dearly, but she was (laughs) like, go to breakfast one more time, just one more time. And so I gave in and was like, all right, we'll go to breakfast one more time. Yeah.
1: Sydney, tell me a little bit bit about your your ED. I mean, what's an overnight shift uh, like for the four of you uh, at your facility?
2: So we were at the standard 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Um, Standard for us, around 3 to 4 am is typically our time where we're all getting to finally catch up with each other talk a little bit more that's typically when I try to persuade people to go get brunch in the morning as well <laughs> um but us when we decided and it has happened we all left at the same time that next morning and we us where I swear, went to first watch we try to make more go with us though so well, <laughs> we sure. were four chosen I guess
1: So, and how many, how many ED nurses do you guys have uh, typically overnight? I mean, the four of you, that's pretty formidable. So you guys sound like you're a busy place.
2: Ooh, help me do math, guys. Um, Six, seven, seven, (laughs) How many do we have or how many do we want, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's always the question, right? Just to make sure you can keep up, but. Needless to say, you guys are probably not a small ED if you got that much, you know, that many nurses, you're trying to put together a, a group to head out to, to breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. Emma, I understand that uh, you're just kind of coming on board, you know, going through your orientation. So uh, is it nice to get an invite to come along for breakfast with uh, some of the people that have been around for a yeah, little bit?
3: Yeah, it's very nice. They're all very welcoming. <laughs>
1: So, uh, Emma, tell me a little bit about you guys sit down to have breakfast. Uh, This isn't a normal breakfast. You're celebrating, but uh, something else happens while you're sitting there.
3: Um, Well, I think Sydney thought that it was um, an earthquake. She was like, what is that loud sound? I thought it was like maybe a bunch of dishes had fallen over. And then it just got louder and louder. And then we heard people screaming and we're like, that's not normal. (laughs) And yeah, then everything just happened.
1: So Micah, who who spotted it first and what, what did you guys see that knew, okay, this is, we're going to, we're going to have to take a little break from eating here and we're going to have to see what's going on.
3: Yeah. So
4: me and Emma were facing the opposite side of the restaurant where this was happening and Becky and Sydney were facing everything. And so I'm just hearing the sound myself. It sounds like plates are crashing, but usually that sound stops after a second. This is like glass breaking over and over and over again, but I still didn't look behind me. I didn't look hmm. behind until Becky's like, oh my gosh, guys, we got to go. Hmm. And then I look behind and it looks like the ceiling's caving in. So I think we're evacuating. I grab all my stuff. Apparently I'm the only one that grabbed everything. <laughs> 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 and we, we start walking over there and we see this car inside the building. Um, and yeah, I don't even think we said anything to each other. I think we just all jumped into action all at once.
1: So those ED nurse instincts don't don't bat an eye. It doesn't matter where you're at, uh, no. Becky, you've been, you, Becky. You've been you've done this a, a long time. Um, you know, talk about that part of it. You know, your instincts. You see something. You don't know what you're walking up to. You, just, you can tell that there's a car where it's not supposed to be.
0: It, it was very instinctual. I just when I stood up and realized there was a car in the restaurant, I was like, "You guys, we have to go." And I just remember them. I mean, like, it was instinctual. They all stood up and just came with me. We saw the one person who had some blood and everything. So a couple went to her immediately. I went to the other lady who was still in the seat, but we weren't sure if the car was in park or if it was still on or are we all about to get ran over? Is there somebody under the car? So those were my like initial thoughts to go check on. Once I realized, I think we all started yelling as somebody under the car, Realized there wasn't. So I went to the lady who was left in the seat and the driver's side door was maybe half an inch to an inch from her kneecaps. So I focused on getting her out of the way until I could figure out if that car was in park or still running and what our next step was.
1: I'm happy you thought about that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, Cindy, what was going through your mind? Cause you see this happening and it sounds like you guys kind of just immediately kind of let your instincts take over following a little bit of you know mm-hmm. what do you need to attend to what what's going on but what what are you thinking about what are you seeing you know as you're getting closer to this
2: yeah so Becky was in front of me and she split right so I was like all right I'm gonna split left and I'm happy she thought about that because the person I went to was like legs kind of under the car on the front end um so I'm really happy Becky was you know thinking about that because I've Surely was not paying attention and thinking about how a car works. Um, so, um, and Emma was with me, and we went to this older woman. I mean, God bless the servers and waitresses and every other person who was in that restaurant as well, they were all helping. But when I ran up, a server was trying to like pick her up and I was like, hey, 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 give us one second, one second, let's look at her, you know? And he was like, I got it. And I was like, hey, we're ER nurses. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he stayed and helped me and Emma as well. And then realistically, it wasn't until we actually got her up on a chair and then it was me, Emma and Micah all there just because she had a lot of different injuries, a lot of different um bleeding from different places. So one of the servers actually gave us his belt for a tourniquet on her leg, which was great. I think I actually like yelled at the cloud, the crowd asking um, if anybody had a, a rope type thing, I think is what came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and then he like took his belt off and I was like, yeah, a tourniquet. That's yeah that's the word you know i do
4: remember you saying that sydney and then i looked up and two guys at the same time started whipping their belts off and one (laughs) guy one was quicker (laughs) i was like what's that thing called i was like oh that would be smart Belts 15 hours after you know waking up
1: well i I was going to ask you know uh, emma i'll kind of go to you with this one to start off but um this wasn't like you just woke up and went to breakfast you guys have been you know at it for a while um you were you starting to get into wind down mode and the adrenaline is dripping off from the day and all of a sudden it, it spikes back up for you?
3: Yeah, um, definitely that. I think all of us, once we got her up on a table and got her stabilized, I think all of us just looked at each other like, you tired? Yeah, I'm tired. You're tired? Yeah, like it was just, <laughs> wow, we had just finished the shift and everyone was like up all over again, up back up to it, doing it. And yeah, that was that was crazy.
1: And uh, Micah, how busy was the restaurant? Uh, you know, this is what, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, is this a hopping place usually?
4: It, is, it was hopping. Yeah, I think it crashed around 8 a.m. No, probably 9, 8.39. Um, and it was like every, every, this restaurant, very good food. is always packed. <laughs> <laughs> we get there right when it opens. So <laughs> we always get like the first table. But okay. I think every table was full when the car crashed in.
1: Okay. So um, I've asked this question many times for, you know, whether police, fire, you know, get into these um, really intense sort of moments. And I know, you know, in your line of work, every day is an intense moment. There's always something happening. But Becky, what's the duration of time that this is, this is all kind of taking place between from the moment that this happens to everybody's on their way, you know, out in an ambulance and things are starting to settle down at the restaurant?
0: honestly, I don't think any of us paid an ounce of attention to time at that sure. moment. I know when it was all said and done, we all looked at each other and we were like, this was just what was meant to be for us this day because we never ever stay until nine o'clock. Okay. like We get there by 7 15, 7 30. So we're out within half an hour to 45 minutes, but we were doing our usual and talking about life, you know, <laughs> we're all friends at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. I feel like, like, you know, with what we went through that day, it changed the relationship even more. We're much closer now. Um, I would say it only took the ambulance 10 to 15 minutes to get there from the time we started. But I don't know if it felt like just the moment we blinked in or if it felt like the year to everybody else of, oh my gosh, are they coming?
3: Yeah. It honestly for me it felt like it was taking forever for them to get there. And I was like, oh my gosh, when are they gonna get here? And honestly, it was probably like 10 minutes max when they actually did get there. So it was really fast, but it just felt like an eternity. (laughs) I think for me, it was because in my mind, the entire time
2: waiting for the firing EMS to get there, I was like, in my mind, I said, I have no supplies. Like looking around, it was so crazy because in my brain immediately, I'm like, okay, we need to start lines. We need to do this. We need to get EKG. And I was like, I have two hands and I have my friends now. (laughs) like yeah and he talking to the server saying you're gonna learn how to be a nurse today i was like that's our situation right now isn't it that's what we're going through
0: <laughs> i remember yelling at one of the servers and said, we need some kind of rags or cloths and they brought up a whole like little grocery bag full of white washcloths that i am certain are now in the trash
1: this is you know hopefully a once in a lifetime sort of situation where things get turned upside down like this but uh in in your you know history both as nurses and just as you know human beings ever been a part of something like this or especially as a nurse where you've uh, jumped in and helped out in in one of these sort of austere situations where you know sydney pointed out you're thinking about all the things you'd have with you in the ed to treat this but you're in a restaurant you're in a field you're at a concert or something like that but any of you been through a moment like this where your adrenaline your ed adrenaline pops up out and about in the rest of the world
0: i mean I've stopped at a few like car accidents before, you know, if you're, if there's nobody on scene, it's obviously the right thing to do. So I have stopped, you know, and helped at a few accidents. The other thing I can remember is me and my daughter were going on vacation and we were about to land. And this child two rows behind me starts having a seizure as we are like major descent about to land. And a couple of people crawled into the aisle and other people on the plane held onto them so I could climb back and get this kid on his side and everything until we could land and get emergency personnel there.
1: Just another one of those adrenaline moments that you never expect to happen, but here you are.
0: Yeah, we're done with those for a little while. Hopefully the car. Yes, please. Please. Speak it into
2: existence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's always interesting to hear these stories just as a human being but certainly you know when you if you think about the uh, you know the fact that it's 480 nurses you're there longer than you would normally be in those situations uh pretty amazing to uh know the impact that you can make in that moment and not to say that things wouldn't have turned out any different if under different circumstances but certainly you know all the better um as far as you know everybody's been is fine in terms of uh, you know outcomes after they got to the hospital and you know um Is this one of those moments where you actually get to know a little bit more about what happens to the person after you treat them? Because usually you guys, you know, ship them off or they leave and that's the end of the story. But did you learn a little bit more about this one after the fact?
4: Yeah. So sorry. I mean, you can go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Some of the EMS guys. So there were a couple of ambulances that came. So there were kind of a couple of different teams going back and forth, getting people out. And one of them did come back and give us a little update about um, the lady that was the first one to go, who was the lady that we had to control her bleeding on with the tourniquet. And they did say that she was stabilized. Um, and I think she required a lot of stitches, but no broken bones. And I think she's doing good today. Yeah. As far as those people, I'm not sure.
3: Okay. As far as all the people that we were told were ambulance, they were stable at this point.
1: And of course, you know, you know, joking here, but you know, uh, how's the restaurant is the restaurant. Okay. Have you been they back fully, since then?
3: They were fully functioning the next morning. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I just wonder if you guys will go back and, you know, sort of like celebrities, you're going to have your pictures on the wall or anything like that, uh, or maybe maybe a free <laughs> cup of coffee or something.
2: It may take me a minute to go back, but they did send us, corporate actually reached out to all of us and sent us all gift cards to thank us for the yeah. experience and what we did. So we are grateful for that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't yeah.
2: matter a little bit until I sit by the window.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, they they did did towards the back of the restaurant, yeah. back so the people,
0: restaurant. Like, go back together yeah yeah
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely Yep.
1: Yeah. well I'm gonna wrap up with a question for Emma and a question for Becky uh, Emma I'll start with you uh, did you expect this is part of your orientation I mean this is a this is pretty real world as much as you can get outside the ed right
3: um I will say I really wanted real world experience but was I expecting it? No, not at all. <laughs> Great learning experience, though.
1: <laughs> certainly, certainly. Uh, and Becky, is someone, you know, you've got you know, some, some nurses at the beginning of their careers that, that you're working with. Obviously, there's a, a strong bond uh, among the, the four of you. Um, but what can you say about how they reacted in that moment? Because uh, they, whether they realized it or not, they probably looked to you, and you were certainly already kind of leading the charge once things happened. But what can you say about the three of them and their work that day?
0: I could not be more proud. any of the three of them, Um, Micah came to us at Piedmont as an experienced nurse. She may only be four years in, but she did have experience. But I've seen Sydney grow from a student nurse to where she is now. And it's amazing. And then my poor, sweet little Emma, who had been with three weeks. And really and truly, Emma was not supposed to work that night. But because it was my last night and she wanted to be with me, she traded her days to be there. And I just like precepting her through the process and teaching her. And Micah looking up at me and saying, Becky, you can stop precepting her now. So I was <laughs> like, it's a great time to teach her what to do. <laughs> but I am so incredible, like it warms my heart that those were the three people with me and they were so amazing.
2: Uh, we love you. I
0: yeah. love you. <laughs>
2: so proud.
1: I only wish the people listening could see the faces and the smiles. I mean, clearly there's a, there's a, there's a lot of emotion and, 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 you know, heartwarming moments here uh, among the four of you. Um, it, it's, it's always, like I said, it's always exciting to, uh, to hear about these things, it, not because they happen, but because this is truly how emergency nurses serve their community. It's not just what comes in through your doors. It's how you are out in your community. And um, certainly, you know, all those people uh, never expected to be living through that moment, uh, just the patrons even, Uh, But they got to see what emergency nurses are all about firsthand. So, uh, you know, I'll share our appreciation to all of you, in addition to everybody else that you probably heard from over the last couple of weeks. And uh, certainly I thank you all for being a part of the ENA podcast today. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you.
1: So as we send off what I'll call the Piedmont Four uh, from this episode, uh, I wanna thank them again and also thank uh, John Fellows with Piedmont for uh, helping wrangle everybody together so we could uh, spend a few minutes to hear the story of, uh, of what happened at First Watch, uh, on First Watch uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but certainly, as I mentioned, you know the, the thought of uh, ED nurses out in the community, this is you know, just another way to show the amazing work that they do every day in an ED, but how it transfers out into the community as well. That'll do it for this episode of the ENA Podcast. appreciate you tuning in and listening and hope you'll join us for our next episode.
0: To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ena.org backslash membership.